Welcome to the Be Electric podcast, the show highlighting organizations and nonprofits doing good right here in West Michigan. Hello, everyone. My name is Gary Vierink. I'm the marketing director here at Bison Electric. And this is the Be Electric podcast. And today we are joined by Jim Sprague. Hi. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. like I said, I have been looking forward to this. Yeah, well, but yeah, I love that you guys do this. I was looking on your website and seeing all the okay. great, uh, great uh, work that you're doing and highlighting ministries around the area. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you for joining us and we're excited to have you. So Jim, tell us a little bit about Pregnancy Resource Center. Well, I can tell you a lot about Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, Actually, I'm just coming uh, into the finish line for my uh, 19th year as the CEO there. Congrats. And uh, well, thank you. Um, And the PRC has been around for 35 years. So we are at 415 Cherry Southeast, and that's two and a half blocks uh, east of St. Mary's. So uh, Madison and Jefferson area. Uh, at 425 Cherry, right next door to us, is uh, Planned Parenthood of North and uh, Western Michigan. So they have uh, a clinic there and then their HQ. Um, and the reason I mention that is PRC started 35 years ago intentionally to be next door uh, to um, our region's uh, most prolific uh, abortion provider. So right. we, we wanted to give women uh, an alternate uh, okay. to going to Planned Parenthood. And so we've uh, had shop there for 35 years. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that dynamic. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's an intentional choice. I'm sure there's good and bad of that, you know, proximity. So I guess talk talk to me a little bit about that. Right. Well, you know, our relationship with the with the people uh, at Planned Parenthood is really positive, um, and it's uh, quite interesting. You know, invariably the mail will get mixed up or something, and so somebody runs, you know, uh, a package next door or something, Uh, and that's that's always a nice opportunity, but. you know, we um, use their parking lot once a year. We have our fundraiser in June and we set it up in our parking lot. And so um, our staff and volunteers all park in their parking lot by their permission. Uh, okay. But we really do have a good relationship, particularly when it comes to uh, the client service area. We, I, I can't tell you the number of clients that we've seen who walk in our door saying, yeah, the guys next door sent us over, um, you know, I'm pregnant and I want some resources about, you know, being a parent. And uh, so they go, well, you know, go talk to the to the folks next door. So um, it's it's by and large been a very uh, positive uh, relationship uh, with them, even though um, they are an abortion provider. Um, One of my um, board members um, gave us a really good perspective on this as we were looking at our neighbors uh, at Planned Parenthood and said, you know, they're not the enemy. <laughs> the enemy is the enemy. Right. And if anything, they're POWs. Right. Right. And so how do you think about uh, prisoners of war is you're concerned for them and you try to rescue them. Okay. Uh, and so that's um, that's been our mindset uh, the whole time. So when when those clients or, or personnel come over or send, mm-hmm. you know, pregnant women mm-hmm. or other individuals over to to you, mm-hmm. what sort of services can you offer? Oh, yeah. So um, Pregnancy Resource Center um, has two locations. And the one that we've been talking about is our Cherry Street location, uh, administrative headquarters there, but uh, also uh, the medical services. And so um, at our Wyoming office on 28th Street near um, 
near Byron Center Avenue. Um, often people uh, know where Garrett's Appliance is, one of the big sure. uh, you know appliance re- retailers there. Uh, we're located right in that same strip with, with okay. Garrett. So uh, that gives you a mindset. And then we're also out in the school. So uh, not at any particular location, but we're in uh, lots of uh, public schools, charter schools, private schools, uh, Christian schools in the area. Okay. So the way I like to talk about the ministry is that everything we do falls into one of three buckets, Garrett. So, okay. um, And then we've labeled those buckets P, R, and C to help people remember. Okay. So the first bucket is proactive education. Okay. So PRC is really committed to being ahead of um, the crisis pregnancy situation to where someone's going, oh, I'm embarrassed or I'm stuck. I can't be in this situation. Um, and about 10 years in, so we, we started in 1985 and in about 1995, 10 years into the, the life of the ministry, we started this education program because we saw so many young women in particular and young men coming in going, they really didn't have an understanding about pregnancy. Sure. And, um, you know, so we wanted to um, address that uh, with young people. So today we, we have fifth and sixth curriculum. We have a seventh, okay. eighth middle school curriculum and then a high school curriculum as well. And then we have sort of the public school version of that. And then in churches where we can talk about book, chapter and verse for God's plan for sex and relationships, mm-hmm. you know, we're able to do that. So okay. that first bucket, that um, P of the PRC uh, is the proactive education. The second is um, the responsive medical care. Okay. And so that's primarily the Cherry Street office. So a woman there comes in and back to the scenario of, Somebody walking into our center, either referred from next door or they saw us online. We talked to them. However, they learned about us and they're coming into uh, the office. They're going to receive an opportunity for a pregnancy test. um, And they're also going to be um, tested for STD, STI uh, and treatment. We have a nurse practitioner, now a a PA, a a physician's assistant on on staff that can uh, prescribe uh, treatment for them. Um, and then, of course, we also do ultrasound, uh, which is the lifesaver. It's the yeah. game changer. Sure. And, and Garrett, the, the statistic that, that um, is profound for us and the reason we do um, ultrasound is um, it changes um, all of the, the, um, the block about this is not really a life. This is a blob of cells or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now statistically, 85 percent of the time. Um, whether or not um, a woman in an unplanned, a crisis pregnancy situation chooses life or chooses to terminate that pregnancy mm-hmm. depends on where she goes first. Yeah. So um, our our bucket, um, the responsive medical care, uh, we promote that a lot online. So um, what I'm talking specifically about is Google AdWords. Yeah. Uh, we spend um, a large amount of our budget now. When I started 19 years ago, we had a Yellow Pages ad that we took out, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. so that was uh, that was all the marketing that we did. Um, right. You're the marketing director here. You know that you need to have an online presence. It has to be strong. You have to have a social media presence. Yeah. So with Google AdWords, um, Instagram, uh, we're doing geofencing. Okay. We know that it depends 85% of the time whether she chooses life or chooses to terminate. It, it's worth she goes first. So we're paying for that number one response. Um, She picks up her phone. She thinks she might be pregnant. She knows she is, and she's looking for an abortion. It's it's Google, right? It's mm-hmm. abortion Grand Rapids. And we're going to be that number one spot. Okay. We, we better be, or I'm, you know, we're going to have to talk, uh, you know, to some team members and figure out how do we get back to that number one sure. spot? Because we know if she comes to us, that ultrasound uh, is, is going to be one tool 
Life-changing. That is going to be life-changing and life-rescuing. Yeah. Um, and then, so you've got the P and the R, um, the, the proactive education, the responsive medical care, medical care. And then the C is that whole Wyoming office okay. because that's compassionate support services. Okay. You know, and, and I've said, I think it's irresponsible to tell a woman in an unplanned crisis pregnancy situation, you should choose life. And she should. But if you're just going to leave her to figure it out afterwards and not come alongside her and support her when she does choose life, you know, um, that's irresponsible, you know, because she's left now. Okay, great. I got this. I got this child. And part of my issue was I didn't feel like I had enough resources to clothe it or to feed it or to care Mm -hmm. for it properly. So what happens at our Wyoming office is we've got 5,000 square feet set up there. It's got counseling, but it's got a shopping area. We've got a warehouse and that's where this community um, just showers upon us. And we, we actually call our shopping area Blessings from Heaven because that's okay. what it is. This community is so generous. And um, our, our clients can walk through and basically pick out uh, clothing all for free. Okay. And uh, we just love that we can do that. We can provide, you know, the diapers, the formula. We do pack and plays, okay. um, strollers, you know, uh, you name it. If, if it okay. belongs on or around a baby, uh, we have it. And uh, one, it's one because, yeah, and, and it's because our community uh, supports that. So the proactive education, the responsive medical care and the compassionate support services pretty much wraps up, you know, everything that we do. So. First off, that's that's incredible that, you know, A, it is very expansive. It seems very thought through, mm. you know, for mm-hmm. the past 30 years building to where you are now. Yeah. So breaking down, I guess, the P mm-hmm. of of this, you know, of this portion about education. Education, yeah. How do you how do you get plugged into schools? You know, for yeah. for the public school sector, it's very different from the private school sector. Yeah, it is. So if you're going to say uh, Grand Rapids Public Schools or Byron or mm-hmm. Caledonia, how do you guys get plugged Yeah, it's in? always grassroots. It's it's always somebody in that community saying, we want you in our school um, district. And why do they do that? Well, because um, they want the message of um, uh, challenging our young people with, with optimal health. Okay. Um, so, for instance, um, Garrett, when you go to see your doctor, let's say you go in for your, your annual physical, okay, and he or she says to you, you know what, you're... You're 10 pounds overweight. I hate to tell you that, you know, but, and, and you know, you're, you got to give up smoking and you got to get sure. out and get some exercise and, you know, because there's good things on that path for you and that optimal health. And, and you're on the, on a, on a path that's going to be destructive to your health. Mm-hmm. And so we do the same thing with our sex ed. And people in the community recognize that they want optimal health. Um, there's another school of thought about reducing risk. Uh, why not avoid risk altogether? Mm. So that's kind of our approach in our education program. And, and so there'll be a, a group of parents or, or um, people in that community that, that want to see kids in their schools um, have an optimal health pa- plan uh, and a path um, to sexual risk avoidance. Okay. Uh, and so that's why they would want to have us come in. And so if if there's a, a parent listening who mm-hmm. has their kids going to public school, yeah, how can they reach out to you to, to start that? Yeah, I would say, first of all, find out what your district is already doing. Okay. Uh, and if PRC, um, the Willing to Wait program specifically, uh, is not uh, in your, your district, um, give us a call uh, okay. at the PRC or shoot us an email, uh, info at PRCGR. Right. dot org would we'll be a good here on yeah the we'll put it right on the screen <laughs> um and people could shoot uh um a question to us and just ask if um 
um, we're not, you know, I see that that you're not in our district. What would it be like? Have you have you tried and, and been denied or because because mm-hmm. some schools have um, had the, the other, you know, group say, well, they're a religious institution. And so, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, uh, coming into our, our public schools, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, for me, that argument is there are a lot of you know, Christian and faith-based organizations that um, work in public sectors. And that's not an issue. We're not in the school to proselytize. We're in the school to give an optimal health path. And why wouldn't you want that for your kid? And, but uh, so anyway, we would want to uh, have a coordinated effort. um, So, so people would know whether or not uh, we are already approaching that school. And if so, um, you know, how, how to, how to proceed. So with the, um, um, the law in Michigan, um, there, um, each district has to have um, a sexual health and reproductive education, uh, reproductive uh, sex ed um, uh, advisory board. So okay. typically what happens is they... Um, they review different curricula and make a rec- recommendation to the school board, which typically gets adopted at that point, and that becomes the curricula that's going to be used gotcha. um, in that school. And so um, our director of education, Natasha Mueller, is um, really well-versed at having those conversations. She's been to those those public meetings and those board meetings and uh, handled those, those questions uh, quite well. Good. So the education part sounds like it, you know they can reach out or do a little bit digging about what is happening in their district and mm-hmm. and kind of go from there as mm-hmm. far as the medical services component. Mm-hmm. It sounds like from when you initially explained it that there's two facets. So there's the pregnancy facet of well we we provide pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, um, kind of showcasing more on that side, but then there's also the STI. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So if someone isn't sure where to go yeah. or isn't sure, is that is PRC a good place for them to yeah, start? Yeah, it's a fantastic place to go. We we have um, very dedicated um, professional staff, and they okay. they do an amazing job. And I um, I just have to uh, just brag on God how He has called some people um, out of um, like organizations like Spectrum Health and other highly regarded medical institutions in our community. I mean, for instance. Um, our uh, medical services um, manager right now used to be a shift supervisor in the emergency department downtown at Butterworth. And okay. um, God called her to come be with us, you know, and we're like, this is great. She's going, I love this. I get to, I get to talk about the Lord when, when that is, you know, it's not like we're, we're um, shoving that first at people, sure. but I get to pray with people and I get to pray with my team. And I, I get, you know, I have like seven people that I supervise. Uh, instead of 247 people. <laughs> and, you know, so she can just like dial in and, and right. do her job um, and, um, and and be uh, be led by the Lord uh, to do it. So uh, it's a fantastic place to come uh, for STD, STI testing and treatment. Okay. And um, we've seen that area uh, grow in the last, I think we've had it around for about eight years. Um, and um, it's it's been incredible. The, the thing that it, it overlaps with, though, is uh, if, if a woman is pregnant, she needs to know whether or not she right. uh, has an STD or an STI, um, because that can affect the pregnancy. So mm-hmm. those things really do kind of overlap. And do people need to make an appointment or is they walk-ins welcome? Sort yeah, of it, it's kind of both. Uh, okay. Appointments are, are typically, you know, um, the better way to go, but um, we don't ever turn anybody down when they walk in and that sure. happens a lot. Okay. As far as, you know, <clears throat> as far as the STD, STI, that male, female, there's not uh, 
you know, you don't say, well, we don't do anything for the guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we service guys. Both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, tell me a little bit more about, in addition to that, are there other services medically that is that are offered at, at PRC? Well, that kind of covers it. I mean, the, okay. the pregnancy um, services is, is the core of what we do. Um, the compassionate support services is a support ring around that. And the you know, the preventive education work that we do is another support ring around that because, um, you know, if, if we're the more successful we are in the preventive uh, education arm, you know, statistically, the fewer crisis pregnancies we're seeing. Sure. Um, and then um, the more um, lives that are born and the fewer abortions as a result of a crisis pregnancy in response to a crisis pregnancy, um, the more lives that are, are, are born, then we can support them as well. The other uh, dual path that go, uh, goes on, though, for us is in the education arm. Okay. Um, because we talk about the schools, um, but we also talk about the church. Um, so um, the, the reason that's such an important aspect of what we do in the education arm um, is um, there's so much abortion that happens in churched communities, in churched mm -hmm. families. Uh, in fact, it's been about five years now that a statistic uh, came to me that really sort of rocked our world um, okay. at the PRC. There's sort of this thought, Garrett, that um, abortion is for, you know, the bad girl, poor girl, maybe the inner city girl or whatever. And the more I've been doing this work, I realize that it crosses all social economic um, strata. Um, it's in all denominations. Um, it's in it's in every neighborhood mm -hmm. and it, it touches all of us. And um, the statistic that I'm referring to is a survey of women who received abortion services. And 40% of them responded as being um, from a Protestant evangelical church background. And they were in church two or more Sundays last month. So this is not, there's a higher end report that I saw. And I don't usually refer to that one, but that gets up into two thirds, like 66, 67% were from either a Catholic or Protestant background. And wow. sometimes I look at that and I say, that's so alarming, but I know it can also be, people can poke holes in it and say, well, they're just kind of talking about Christmas and Easter. Or they're talking sure. about where I go for a wedding or for a funeral. I don't really attend that church. Mm -hmm. I'm maybe not uh, even really a, a Jesus follower. I'm not living my life uh, in accordance with, with scripture and Jesus call on our lives. Um, but the Protestant evangelical church goer, regular attender, um, I, I tend to look at it and, and go, those are our kids. Right. You know, um, that's me. I'm a Protestant evangelical church going guy. I'm in, I'm in church two or more Sundays and I start looking around um, and go, what are we doing about that? And mm -hmm. so the education arm, that proactive education arm to us said, okay, we have to take this out of um, the public arena and, and bring it into the church. Okay. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, it's because we're losing our witness on this issue. Mm. The church is losing its witness on this issue. So that 40% statistic rocked us. Something else that rocked us uh, was a dear woman who does sidewalk counseling. She's not part of PRC, but she's part of the pro-life work going on in this community. She actually um, stands in, in, in front of the abortion clinic in all weather hot and cold and rainy and snowy, whatever, she's out there and she's trying to build relationships with men and women going in out of that center. Mm. But she's also building relationships with the staff. And the doctor who goes in and out of that place on a regular basis and has for 30 some years, she knows by name. Mm. 
And she said, would you ever consider going to church? Now, I love that question because it's not like, when are you going to stop doing abortions? Right. She's, she's concerned for his, for his heart. And, and we know that when his heart is in line with God's plan for his life, mm. he won't be doing abortions anymore. And he'll be in the kingdom of God uh, and, and not in the kingdom of darkness. So, sure. so she's trying to call him from darkness into light, which Christ does for all of us. Right. But he said to her, he said, I would consider coming to church with you when your church is no longer coming to me. Okay. So what he's saying, Garrett, is... You go ahead and have your PRCs, do your sidewalk counseling, have your 40 days for life prayer, have your, you know, all of these, these pro law and pass your laws and, and do all the stuff that you're doing. But at the end of the day, your church is paying for me, is paying me to hold your secret because mm -hmm. she sees and he sees in that parking lot. Um, you know, the Igthus fish bumper sticker, the, the, um, the latest bumper sticker from the churches, um, Bible study fellowship notes on the dashboard, the, the Calvin Hope Aquinas Cornerstone sweatshirt. Uh, mm -hmm. this, this particular sidewalk counselor calls them announcing Christians. They walk in in their sweats and you know they're coming from these local Christian colleges. And, mm -hmm. and this doctor is saying, you know, yeah. I would consider, but, you know, you've kind of lost your witness. Mm -hmm. I, I, so, so with the 40% number now, like I stressed with you, it's, it's the lower statistic, right? Right. Because I'm going to use that one because it's the more solid statistic. Okay. Um, and it's a conservative number. So I'm going to do a little math with you. Good with math. I'm going to do yeah, a little math sure. in your head. So um, there are about a, about a million abortions every year in our country. Okay. And if you take that 40%, the math is pretty easy there. That's 400,000 abortions are coming directly out of, as I said, Protestant, evangelical, church-going, regular attenders. Those are our kids. That's a lot. Well, sort of the introductory price, if you will, uh, for an abortion is 500 bucks. Okay. Okay. So if you do that math, 400,000 times 500, it's $200 million. Okay. Annually conservatively annually is going into the abortion industry across this country. Is it now 20, it, 20 million? Huh? Is it 200 million? 200 million. Wow. Yeah. So it's approaching, I mean, I said these are conservative numbers, so it's approaching a quarter billion dollars. Wow. And so you want to start talking about defunding the abortion industry. So my message is, the solution to this is not coming out of Washington. It's not even coming out of Lansing or the Grand Rapids City Council. Mm -hmm. It's coming out of the church. Mm -hmm. And so when the proactive education arm realized that we had a mission field inside the church, right. that's when we got pretty fired up and said, how do we build relationships with churches? So the people who are listening to this podcast are thinking, yeah, are we, um, is, a, is an organization like PRC and it's willing to wait curriculum, are they in my school? Um, but I think a deeper question is, are we in your church? Mm. You know, how are we going to build a life-giving response to the crisis pregnancy that's on its way? Statistically, it's on its way to your youth group. Right. You know, and I've met with pastors who are like, yeah, well, you don't know our families. We're, we got really good families here. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't have this issue going on in our families or in our youth group. And I, 
that's usually when I slide my business card across the, the yeah. table to them and say, we just stick that somewhere where you remember where it is if you should ever need it. And sure. I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking statistically, it's probably coming, but you have to prepare now to have a life-giving response mm. because I know that dad of the 15, 16 year old girl who just found out that his daughter's pregnant, he's pretty upset. Sure. He needs to talk to somebody and probably not the boy. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't need him going over to that house right now or shooting <laughs> off an email or doing something like that. Right. He needs to talk to somebody in the church. And have we said ahead of time, if this ever comes home to you, these are the people in our congregation that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Have we raised them up? PRC can help do that. Okay. We have we have a couple of um, programs. One is called Making Life Disciples. Okay. And so, how would we um, make life disciples in your in your congregation so that that dad, that mom, and that young woman and young man know that they have somebody confidentially they can talk to. They could text, they could meet at Starbucks or whatever, and just have a a conversation. Um, And so we want to help churches do that because I want to see that 40% number. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to see that shrink to 35% and to 30 to 25, 20. And over time, I would love as, as the sun sets on my time here, you know, at PRC and doing this ministry, I would love to see the church in West Michigan in particular, mm-hmm. um, um, see this, this issue minimized and if yeah. not go away in our community. And I think that would be huge. The other program that we have is something called uh, the whole sex talk. Okay. So um, how do you build a life culture um, in these church families? We've taken the willing to wait curriculum that we use in the public schools. And we've said, here's, here's where it comes from, book, chapter, and verse. And we've put a DVD series together. Okay. And in fact, can I like make an offer to anybody sure. who's listening? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, if you want to send us an, e- an email to TWST, which stands for the whole sex talk, we call okay. it twist, but uh, TWST at PRCGR.org. And you just say free DVD. Um, we'll, we'll connect with you and we will send you this, this package. But what you'll get in the package is you'll get, it's three uh, DVDs. And so there are six lessons and it's set up to be that small group, um, you know, study where you got some other parents, but we found that sometimes parents just want to go through it together. Okay. Um, but it's, uh, expert, um, testimonial and information. It'll be, um, uh, it'll be personal interviews. It's, um, animations, But what we're trying to do is equip mom and dad Mm. because mom and dad have to reach today's five and 10 year old. Yeah. Right. Um, We had one guy say to us, yeah, I've found that if you wait till eight, you're too late. Really? Yeah. So we we've got to have not just a sex talk. We have to have ongoing and frequent conversations uh, about sex and relationships God's way. And it has to start early at age appropriate. So what you can Mm -hmm. do with twist or the whole sex talk is you can watch a component and decide as parents, um, this is good information for us. What's the best way for us to communicate it to our kid? Like we have one clip, for instance, on same-sex attraction. Mm. 
Okay. I don't see any, you know, family devotional, you know, on Friday night and we're done, you know, clearing the table and it's like, okay, we're going to, you know, topically tonight, we're going to cover same sex attraction. Okay. Johnny, why don't you start? Have you, you know, or dad's going to talk about it. Awkward. You know, we don't want to do that. But, but imagine putting the DVD in and here's a woman who tells her story. She was a pastor's kid. She's the mother of four today. I think two at the time that she was interviewed. And, um, She's struggled with that through her life. And she talks about how that's not going to be her identity of what she struggles with. Her identity is that she's a child of Christ. Mm. And she's like, let's not put those labels on people. We all struggle with something. Mm -hmm. We all struggle with something. And so why do we define ourselves by the label? And you let her tell her story. Then you hit stop and you go, wow, guys, what'd you think about her story? Mm. It opens up a, a great conversation where mom and dad get to speak truth uh, into their young people. Sounds like a fantastic resource. It is a fantastic resource. That particular example is probably not great for a five-year-old, but would it be good <laughs> right. for a 10 or 12, 13-year-old? Yeah. Very appropriate. Okay. Yeah. And so parents can look at that and they can find clips that, that are going to be helpful to them and clips that they might even want to share with their kids or do it in a small group. But if you send a, uh, an email to TWST at PRCGR, dot org um just tell them you heard it on the biced uh what do you call it be electric be electric podcast and uh we'll send that out to them awesome free absolutely that's that's incredible yeah we want to get the information out particularly our our heart uh and passion is for churches awesome so jim you've been ceo for 19 years i have (laughs) so this year as you go through it you hit year 20 what's in the hopper you know what's what's coming down the pipeline you know you have all these initiatives that are are very stable mm-hmm. uh it sounds like very well thought through mm-hmm. um, there's lots of avenues in which people can get plugged in get resources get medical testing you know the community is coming around you the church is yeah. you know falling in and, and, and figuring out how this works what's next yeah um great question um we just put together a nine-point strategic plan that, okay. that goes out over the next uh three years and i'm super excited about it Excuse me, but the main um, uh, couple of items right now are partnerships uh, and and marketing. Um, And I'm going back to that scenario of um, potential clients finding us online and finding good information. And the partnerships comes into play um, because if you just think of... um, in your mind, think of the half of the mitten, the West Michigan half of the lower uh, peninsula of Michigan. Um, there basically is one abortion provider. And right here in Grand Rapids, 320 Fulton is the Heritage Clinic. It's a strange name for an abortion clinic to, to call it the Heritage Clinic. But I think it's because it's in the Heritage Hill right. uh, district, <laughs> but uh, not because they're promoting uh, heritage any at all. But um, that, um, that abortion provider services all of Northern and Western Michigan. There are no abortion providers in um, Mackinac or Travers or Cadillac, all of those towns, all the way to Holland, uh, Grand Haven. Um, Women in that community are coming to the city of churches for their abortions. And so partnerships to us is huge because if you took that dot uh, where the Heritage Clinic is and drew that arc uh, of service that he has, 
how many pregnancy centers are within that area. Right. And so my vision for many of those centers, and I know most, if not all of those, those leaders in those, those communities of those pregnancy centers is how do we work as one? How do we communicate as one? Because the woman who's in Traverse City or Cadillac or Holland is coming to Grand Rapids. Um, and and um, how do we reach her in that community before she makes the trip? Sure. You know, and um, if we're paying for Google AdWord placement, number one, I don't want to compete against, you know, somebody because we don't need to drive the price up right. on each other. But I don't want to compete against Holland or, or Grand Haven. So mm-hmm. I want to talk to the other pregnancy centers in those areas and partner with them and use the marketing in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that we've done is uh, even as we speak. Um, we have an away team in Omaha. Uh, there is a center in Omaha that has figured out process. And we wanted to go talk to them. So we sent three of our leadership um, team members out there to learn what they're doing. And they're spending a week with this, this center. Okay. Last year, we saved 304 babies that we know were headed uh, to abortion. And if they didn't come to PRC, those 304 babies probably would have been terminated. This center in Omaha... Um, we've done our research ahead of, uh, ahead of time. This, this center in Omaha has said that we will, we will double to triple our numbers if we follow their, their protocols. Really? So imagine 600 to 900, approaching 1,000 maybe in the next three years as we you know, ramp up this, this new process that, that we're learning about. Um, and I, I think that's going to happen with partnerships with other centers, with strong um, social media presence and, and online marketing. Um, and one of the things we're, we're uh, unveiling right now um, in, in social media, it, well, uh, online marketing, I don't think it's social media, it's online marketing, is geofencing. Are you familiar with geofencing, right? So, so if, if somebody goes into Planned Parenthood next door to us or to the abortion clinic, mm-hmm. uh, for us to be able to, as they cross that geographical fence, be able to tag um, their phone if, right. if, uh, if their services I'm, I'm way over my pay grade on this no, right you're, now. You're, you're, so you're I'm doing good. all right. Yeah, doing so good. if they, if their services uh, alert uh, is on on their phone, they will get our ad. Sure. And this is really critical because um, next door to us at Planned Parenthood, they don't do surgical abortions, but they do chemical abortions. Hmm. The 320 Fulton, the Heritage Clinic, does the surgical. Okay. But next door to us uh, at Planned Parenthood, where they, where they do the uh, chemical abortion, it's actually two pills. A lot of people don't know that. You take one there mm-hmm. during the exam and, and the conversation with, with that uh, abortion doctor. But then they send you home to take a second pill. Well, the first pill, uh, and again, speaking about being above my pay grade, but uh, in, a, in a crude sense, my understanding is that it, it makes um, the uterus a not fertile place. Mm-hmm. It no longer nourishes the baby. So the baby is starting to get starved. Right. Um, and then after uh, three days, uh, the woman at home takes the second pill mm-hmm. and that begins contractions. Uh, and then she would expel the baby at home. Right. Um, but the reason I'm mentioning all of this is there is a process and it comes into geofencing. We want to let that woman know who just took the first pill left Planned Parenthood and has the second pill in hand and is going to take it three days later, we want her to know that if on the second, first, second, or third day, she changes her mind. 
There's something called abortion pill recovery or abortion pill rescue. And we have a protocol for that. Our medical director can walk her through that. But it's basically the same protocol that if um, you're an infertile couple and, and you, you start on high doses of progesterone yep. because it really gets uh, the uterus to be a very uh, flourishing place for the baby. Yep. It basically turns that first pill uh, effect around. And um, there is a growing number of children who have been saved nationwide, and it's getting into the hundreds. The last I saw was like five or 600 babies now wow. that have been saved in this process. We, we're not able to rescue them all. Hmm. But I like the idea of a woman having choice to say, I started something, I regret it, I'm not sure I want to follow through with this. Can I change my mind? She should know that. Right. She should know that's an option for her. Because if she doesn't, then... She'll take the second pill. She'll take the second pill. And it won't always work. Um, but what we have not seen, and maybe you're thinking, some of our listeners might be thinking, is, well, what happens to the baby? Um, the baby either recovers and is born perfectly healthy, uh, or we're not able to recover that pregnancy. Okay. Um, so it's not like they you know, are born with three you know, ears or you know, something sure. crazy happens like that. So okay. it's, it's pretty incredible. So it's medicine uh, and it's digital marketing um, that, collaboration. Um, and the collaboration. Yeah, that's okay. where we're headed. No, it sounds like, you know, the, the nine point strategy plan is, <laughs> is a great thing, you know, and it sounds yeah. that, you know, the PRC is aware and mm. continuing to educate this community continuing to educate private sectors, public yeah. sectors, and to say, look, this is important. This is important work. And mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like you have a plan put together. So that's very exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting. We hired a consultant uh, to walk us through it. And uh, we realized that when the, when the plan was completed uh, at the pregnancy center, uh, that it took nine months for it to, <laughs> to be born. So we, we kind of got a kick out of that. We right. started counting the months back. It was quite a process. Oh, but uh, yeah, in a way, we gave birth to a, a strategic plan uh, that has uh, uh, going to guide us for the next several years. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Jim, this part of the podcast, generally, uh, as we wrap up, um, we, we open the floor to you. So if you have anything that you want to say directly to our listeners, uh, directly to our audience, uh, we want to open the floor to, to allow you to, to share. And so anything that you have to say that you haven't said or anything that you want to reiterate, uh, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, well, again, Garrett, first of all, thank you, um, for, for uh, putting this together. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of cool. I mean, um, when my assistant, uh, had said that this opportunity was, was coming this way, I thought they, they do what they're, Weist Electric, you know, and, and, uh, but I just really appreciate that because I know that this company um, supports uh, a lot of organizations in this community and PRC has been a beneficiary of that. And, and we're just grateful for that kind of gratitude and, uh, or that, uh, that kind of generosity. And uh, for you to put together, you know, a regular podcast like this to let, let people know um, the kingdom building work that's going on in this uh, community is really fantastic. I moved here about 40 years ago from, from Bay City. And I, and I think that um, uh, the one thing that really impacted me right away was the amount of kingdom work that goes on in West Michigan. And, and so I'm, I'm pleased to be a part of it. Uh, and I'm excited to be part of, of um, PRC and um, approaching my, my 20th lap uh, uh, at, the, at the helm um, has, um, has just exceeded any expectations that I had coming in in, in 2001. 
Um, my wife, Jody and I uh, have been part of the ministry uh, ever since it started. So um, we were uh, attending Bella Vista Church up in Rockford uh, in uh, 1983 and 84 when they were talking about the fact that abortion was happening in the city of churches and what was the church doing. And uh, so we were attending that church um, as um, uh, as a couple that was dating and then got engaged. And in 1985, we got married at Bella Vista Church and Bella Vista Church also launched the PRC. So okay. it's always convenient for me to remember uh, our anniversary date and the, and the age of <laughs> sure. the ministry that I'm part of. But the reason I mention it is at that time, my wife uh, was trained in the very first class of uh, training for volunteers to open the PRC. So we literally have been with the ministry uh, since it started. You know, she was a volunteer, ended up on the board. And then in 2001, I became uh, the director. Um, I'm, I'm kind of off on a, on a personal tangent here, but uh, not only have we been with the ministry prayerfully and financially since its inception in 85, um, but in 1994, we, we became parents through the gift of adoption. And um, our first son, and we have uh, two sons and a daughter in between age-wise, um, he came to us, uh, all three of them have come to us through unplanned uh, pregnancies. And um, our, our first in 1994, um, he was born to um, a 16-year-old girl um, who went to a local church here in West Michigan. And she and a guy just, you know, they were just experimenting and, and, you know, and went too far one night. And it was to hear her tell the story. It was the first time for either one of them to be sexually intimate. And she gets pregnant and doesn't tell anyone. Her parents take her into the ER uh, and uh, thinking that maybe her appendix had ruptured or something. And they came out and said, well, no, um, she's actually in labor. And that was the first any other person knew oh, wow. that she was pregnant. Now, the reason I tell that story is um, my son, my daughter, and my, my second son, my youngest, um, all three of them, given um, the circumstances that their birth mom was in, um, she could have chosen to terminate. Mm. And I think, uh, where, where would that leave Jody and I, where, where would my wife and I be uh, without these three wonderful blessings in our life? You know, God, God never blessed us to be able to become pregnant, to conceive ourselves. And so um, his plan for us was adoption. And so it makes the work that we do uh, at PRC um, really important, yeah. you know, really personal to us. Like um, we understand, you know, where, where you're coming from. And uh, so it's been a, it's just a, a joy and a blessing, you know, for me. I remember when I started in 2001, I, I felt like the Lord was definitely calling me to the work. Um, and I, the other thing I felt like he was saying to me is, Jim, you're, you're going to be able to do some things for the PRC, but it's going to be very small in comparison to what I'm going to do in you through being at the PRC. Um, and I would say that's that's so true. Uh, I think I'm, I'm I'm closer to the Lord. I'm more sensitive to His Spirit, and I'm more aware of spiritual battle uh, and the fact that uh, we. I, I have read the end of the book. We win. Uh, he returns, and he you know he reigns. Yes. Uh, but we're we're called to um, be steady at our post and keep our post. And um, so so that's what I feel like we're called to do at PRC. And I'm I'm so grateful 
for the many uh, volunteers, the many donors, uh, those folks that pour into this ministry. PRC in Grand Rapids is the largest pregnancy center in Michigan, and it's one of the larger ones in the country. And that's because of what God has done and what he's done through his people. And I know many people who would listen to this podcast go, yeah, I know PRC. I've been to their dinner. I've been to their walk or they've been to my church or they've helped my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, they give as God calls them to give. And this ministry uh, has never lacked because of that. And so we're just so grateful when God, um, calls people to give. It's a calling to work there and and volunteer there, but it's a calling to give and to support the work as well. So we're very grateful to the West Michigan community for for making a, a ministry like this happen. Well, that's that's incredible. Yeah. And if uh, as we close here, Jim, if if people want to to volunteer or donate financially, yeah. is there a good yeah. area to do that? Yeah. Um, I w- I would direct you to uh, what we call our donor website, which is prcforlife.org, and it's F O R, not the number. Uh, prcforlife. Dot org, and um, there you have a contact page, okay. right? And so you'll you'll also learn. Um, who we are. You'll see our, our mission, our vision. Um, you'll see pictures of board members and staff members and all of that. Uh, and there's a contact page and you can just reach out to us and say, um, I'm interested in, in donating time, um, treasure, that sort of thing. Uh, and you can also sign up to receive uh, prayer text alerts. We, we have about I think 600 people that uh, uh, once a week for sure, sometimes twice a week, we will we will send out a, a prayer alert and say, pray for this woman. She just left and she's still thinking after the ultrasound, after everything we've done, um, she's still thinking that she's going to keep her abortion mm-hmm. appointment tomorrow, for instance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people have really enjoyed being part of that text alert, uh, that prayer alert. Um, the other side, uh, site I would invite people to go to is PRCGR. Okay. Um, you can't get to PRC4life.org by searching Google. It's, um, you have to go there directly. Okay. And the reason for that is we don't want the SEO, we don't want the search engine optimization to, to mess up people finding us that are searching for pregnancy help, abortion information, that sort of thing. So it's PRCGR that you would get if you searched uh, Pregnancy Resource Center of Grand Rapids. Um, and the reason for that is you'll go to that site and you'll see it's um, it's it's oriented toward our client. Right. It's not oriented toward our donor. I remember a new board member was on his way to our dinner and he said, I'm not sure where it is. I think it's downtown somewhere, but you know, I'm going to look on their website. And so he Google searched Pregnancy Resource Center. And so he's reading all this information about abortion and 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 thinking oh my goodness what have i done i joined an organization that promotes abortion right. uh, but that's not for him that's not for our donors the donors go to prcforlife.org prcgr is is for a woman who's seeking an abortion right. we're not going to do one mm-hmm. we're not going to fund it we're not even referring for it but what we find a lot of times garrett is women don't know what they're getting into if you're going to make a decision, make an informed decision. And one of my staff members has often said, we don't ever talk anyone out of having an abortion. We just tell them what it's about. And we start removing obstacles to choosing life 
And that's where they really want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see that on PRCGR. You'll see information about abortion, the procedures, the side effects, you know, all of that. And so our donors might be a little alarmed if they go there and think, wait a minute, have they changed their mission? No, we haven't. Okay. Well, Jim, thank you very much. I really appreciate you being here today. Yeah. And- sharing all this information and we'll put all this information in uh, videos and, and links so that you can click and, and make sure you're you're going to the right page yeah exactly so, anyway thank you very much yeah thank you it's been my pleasure does your organization help others here in michigan we would love to hear from you let's chat about how Beist electric can help highlight your story and the good you're doing contact us by visiting www.beistelectric.com backslash podcast Subscribe and rate your listening experience so we can continue sharing the good work of organizations and nonprofits. You can find this podcast on all major streaming platforms and on our website. Thanks for listening and join us next time on the Be Electric podcast. In everything, be electric.